Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. If you want to follow with me, it's over here in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10. I want to read, uh, starting there with verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting with verse 3. <clears throat> this is the Apostle Paul. And it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your disobedience is fulfilled. Amen. What powerful mm -hmm. statement. Now I want to go here to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 starting with the 10th verse. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the lies of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, that's three stands, Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench some, no, all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, with supplications for all the saints. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, today, Lord, that we have our Bibles. The Word of God that's before us, Lord, today. 
We're so thankful, God, for these great truths that we just read, Lord. That, Lord, uh, that we look at these circumstances, God, that the Apostle Paul was under and the Corinthian church and the situation they was in. And we see, God, really, that they're no different than us. We're just living in a different time, God. They face the same things that we face today. So we pray, God, for your help this morning. Lord, we realize, Lord, that we can never preach without the Holy Spirit's help and the Holy Spirit's touch, God. So we pray today that you'll anoint the preaching, God. Be with your servant today. He's very weak, God, and I surely need your help. Use me, Lord, today, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So the church at Corinth, which Paul had established and he had built, Silas was with him, and some of the other disciples, and they went and preached the gospel at Corinth, and the people were saved, changed, and transformed. Even some of the Jews believed in the gospel message and were changed. And, and Paul uh, had wrote the first letter of Corinthians to them, and and then he heard about some things that was going on in the church, and. Uh, that there had been men that had creeped in uh, claiming basically to be preachers, to be those that were called, and they had opposition against Paul. They, they actually, in reality, in my own opinion, I think they were jealous of Paul. And uh, so anyway, they, kept, they crept in and they started some other doctrine and things, and uh, uh, let me read you this note here. Uh, Paul had heard uh, the church at Corinth was having some serious problems since he wrote the first letter to them, which was 1 Corinthians. The problems which were happening in the church were worldliness, internal quarreling and arguments amongst the people, and doctrinal defects continued to fester in, uh, in spite of Paul's efforts in the first epistle. Also, there was opposition against Paul and his authority and his calling. The, uh, uh, to Paul's ministry, uh, it began to mount, uh, especially coming from a party that was associated itself with Christ. And the, the writer that I was studying said these were Jews preaching uh, uh, pretending to be ministers of Christ, telling the people that Paul was fickle, that he changed his position on many things. His ministry, uh, ministering was without proper credentials, and he was a uh, cowardness. And uh, failure uh, to uh, maintain proper uh, credential or uh, credential identities accused Paul of being fleshly. So what they did, they, they, uh, they tried to, to knock Paul down. And, and they tried to, to, uh, to get these people to see that Paul, uh, this gospel that he had brought to them, and this gospel that had saved them and changed their life, uh, that, that Paul 
was a little bit twisted in his thinking. And, and we know by the Word of God that Paul was the man of God. He was called of God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Huh? So we see here what's taking place huh, is a warfare in the church. Huh? I thought about this uh, this morning, this memorial uh, here of these young men. I'm glad that, that and there was one woman in there, I believe there was, two women. And, and that's a great thing. And, and, and this battle, this war in Afghanistan has been going on for 20 years. Huh? There's been a lot of lives lost in that war. And, uh, and many of the wars now through the years in this nation. Huh? And I thought about that. Uh, how we've had brave men and women that stood up. Huh? I'll get back to the point here in a minute <laughs> where Paul's at. That stood up, huh? And sacrificed their lives, huh? They could have, there's men, huh? That could have done, and women, that could have done anything they wanted to in this country. Huh? They had the knowledge and the know-how. Huh? But they chose to serve their country, to protect you and I huh? from the evil that's out there in the world that would destroy this nation today. Right. Amen? Yes, but I want to tell you something. There's another warfare going on that's been going on from the beginning of time. And that's the spiritual warfare right. that we're fighting today. As God's people. Yes, huh? As the people of God. The church. The true church of God. Huh? There's been a warfare that's trying to destroy us. The devil and all his demons. Huh? Paul said. Huh? He said. That this is a spiritual warfare. He realized. Huh? That these men. Where he wrote these letters, so he was in prison and away from them. But he was coming to them, huh? and he was going to bring boldness again to the people. Huh? And he was going to tell them what was going on. And Paul said he knew huh, that basically the devil, the enemy, were using these men to destroy the victory and the salvation that was in their soul. Ain't that what the devil's trying to do today? Huh? Is that what he's after? Huh? To destroy you and I? Huh? To get rid of us. To give in and give up the fight. Amen? Yes. Paul knew where it was coming from. Huh? Paul knew the spiritual battles. Huh? He knew all about it. Amen? I'm glad for the men of God huh, that knows about this thing. <laughs> That's able huh, to feed the flock and shepherd the flock and watch over the flock right. for the evils huh, and the men that creep into the church huh, to try to deter and deflect the Word of God. Amen. I want to do this like a Sunday school lesson, but I don't know if I can do that or not. <clears throat> this is the business of the devil. Oh, all right, this, this is the devil's business to destroy the church and to destroy the Christian on a personal level. 
to take away the work out of the church and out of the hearts of his people. Amen. Praise God. Though we walk in the flesh, then this earthly, fleshly body, we're not fighting against men. Huh? Huh? We're not fighting against flesh and blood, huh? Because if we was, huh, we know how to fight against that. Huh? I want to tell you something. Uh, if I'm in, in my house at night and somebody tries to break in, I got a weapon, huh? And I will use it to protect myself, huh? I'm the only one that lives in my place, huh? But I tell you, I got an earthly weapon that's able to take care of anybody that comes through the door. Huh? But this battle was not fleshly. This battle was not earthly. This is a spiritual battle. Huh? And this spiritual battle, my friend, it says for the weapons, huh, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. I'm so glad, church, hallelujah, that God has provided some spiritual weapons and some spiritual warfare in this thing. Hallelujah. I said this and I'll say it again. God's provided everything for me and you in this life to keep the victory till we get to Him. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. Praise God. Huh? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty, they're strong, they're above all things else, huh? To pull down the strongholds. I want to tell you something, my friend. There's some strongholds, huh, in this life. Huh? The sinner, my friend, that are lost, he has strongholds on him. The sin that he's living in, huh? The lifestyle that he lives. The devil has a hold of it and he can't break loose. Huh? Why is that? Huh? Because the devil's got a grip. He can't break the habits of this sin. It's called a stronghold. Huh? But thank God for the blood and Calvary. There's power to break the stronghold yes, this morning. Amen. Preach it, brother. I tell you this morning, huh? There's Christians, listen to me. There's Christians that've been born again of the Spirit, but they're carnal. They have strongholds in their lives and strongholds and things they can't give up. And the Holy Spirit says, Give it up. You gotta give that up. But it's hard. They hold on to it and they can't give it up. Strongholds. Huh? But when we surrender, right. <laughs> when we surrender, that's the key to this thing. When you surrender your life to Him, my friend, the stronghold will be broken. Yes. Huh? Nebuchadnezzar, huh? He took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he tied them all up, huh? And they were so tied with them ropes, huh? There was no way that they was going to break them, huh? No way of getting loose. 
Oh, Nebuchadnezzar had a stronghold on him. Huh? Far as the physical. <laughs> but when they threw him in the fire, huh? I want to tell you something. God burnt the ropes right off of him. Nothing else burned. Nothing else smelled like smoke. Huh? But the cords were burnt off. Amen. Amen. God can free us yes, from the strongholds that have a hold of us. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Paul said, we're going to take care of this thing. Uh, we know what it's like. We know what it is. I know what's going on. Huh? And we're going to get out God's artillery. We're going to get out God's weapons. And we're going to fight this thing. We're going to get you Corinthians back on track. Huh? Where you'll be worshiping and serving the Lord. And you'll have that peace and that joy that passes all understanding. You're... The thinking you're thinking has been twisted. The enemy has come in and tried to deter you from your walk with the Lord. But we're going to straighten it out. Huh? We're going to make it right. Huh? And listen to this. Huh? And here's what's going to happen. Huh? We're going to cast down those imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Woo! And bring into captivity every thought. Think about that church for a minute. Every thought. Think of the thoughts we think through the day. Huh? And bring them under captivity. Huh? Captivity. Capture them. Huh? And then we're going to throw out those thoughts. Huh? Because we're going to walk in obedience to Christ. And as we walk in obedience to Christ, huh? Praise God. Any disobedience, any wrong thing, any unholy thing, any unevil thing, huh? We're going to get a hold of it and keep it down. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a statement. You go through some trials, you go through some temptations. Slip over to these verses and read them and take a look. Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to get a hold of this thing. Hey, we're going somewhere one of these days. Right. Amen. We're going up and the world's going down. That's right. Amen. Amen. He said here, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Now, Paul said that to these people, to these Corinthians. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, Paul would have not told them that if they couldn't do it. <laughs> He knew that they could do it if they trusted in the Lord. Huh? There's power in this thing, people. Huh? There is, I think God changed our lives. There's life changing power. Huh? There in John's gospel, he said, for those who received him, he gave him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God. That same power is the power that's going to keep us. Huh? And the enemy defeated right. in our lives, man. 
Amen. Sit here. <clears throat> Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wilds of the devil. Amen. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, against this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me get a note here. Now, I want you to know something. When you read that, when we read that, that has nothing to do with flesh and blood. It's all got to do with the spiritual world. Okay? That's what it is. Principalities, rulers, those with power and authority, spiritual world demons that rule this world with their evil. Power, uh, with their evil power. The, uh, their spiritual wickedness in high places, it is, a, it is Satan and his fallen angels and demonic powers of the underworld working against all that is godly and good. These are the satanic beings with, with no body, with no flesh, and no blood, and li uh, life we have. Satan uses the rulers of the world uh, to damn as many souls as possible. Amen? So we see here that this spiritual warfare is not of flesh and blood. We said this, and I know I repeat myself, but it's of the spiritual world that we're fighting against. Huh? And I thought about that, you know, and I thought about Jesus. You know, Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus come down to this world, and he was in he had flesh and blood just like me and you today. Huh? Just exactly like we, we have. Huh? And then he went out into the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. Huh? And, and, and you know, he, he, he hungered and was thirsty. It was 40 days with nothing to eat and nothing to drink. Huh? And he went into the wilderness when he done that fasting. And here comes the devil <laughs> to tempt him. Huh? To tempt him. You know, and that's so true. The Satan comes to our weakest points. Huh? He comes to the weakest areas of our life to get his nose in there huh? and get us defeated. Huh? But he told Jesus, he said, I'll give you this and I'll give you that. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you everything. Huh? All of it is yours, Jesus. You can rule this world if you want to. If you worship me. Now you know what that tells me? He does have the power over this world. Yes, sir. He has, Satan has the power over this world. But I'll tell you, he's limited to what God will let him do. Right. Huh? Right. That's the truth. But he's in control. If Jesus would have bowed down and worshipped Satan, he'd give him the world. Forfeit our salvation. 
So we know that he's in charge. And he works, my friend. He works, huh? Just listen. As just as God has people that he's called and used, huh, for to build the church and to build his kingdom, the devil has his people that he uses to destroy the good that's in our world today. Huh? To destroy the Christian and destroy the church. Amen. Don't think he don't. Huh? This is my own opinion, and I believe I'm right. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to believe me or not. But I believe that God had put Obama in as our president, and I believe he's put Biden in there too. These are things that we don't understand. Right. Huh? But he uses leaders, fleshly, flesh and blood leaders of this world huh, for his purpose. Think about these guys that just give their lives. Mm -hmm. Think about the enemy that who killed them. Right. If they had their, they ain't nothing but evil and corrupt. Right. Huh? Their ran and their forces are sight. They would wipe this nation out if they could in a minute. They would kill every one of us men. Huh? We would be the first one to go. Then they would rape our, the, the women and our daughters and everything. Huh? After they cut our heads off. What are you talking? I'm talking about evil people. Huh? The Allah worshipers. Huh? These, the, the worshipers of a godless God. Huh? They would kill us so fast. I'm talking about the leaders that are wicked, that are in high places, in authority over the people. Now, a lot of those people, huh, really have been born there and raised in it and are really innocent. Huh? They would like to have their country changed. They would like to have things changed. They would like to live in America. Huh? They jumped on their planes by the thousands or hundreds as many as they could just to get over here and get away from all that evil. Huh? I pray God would save them. Amen. my train of thought. Let me get back on here. Amen. I seen this note. I wanted to read this little note. It was so good. It just encouraged me. I highlighted this in my commentary. Be strong in the Lord. You must have strength and strength of the spiritual kind. And such strength as that only that is only comes from the Lord. The Lord can give and furnish you the strength of the indwelling God working in you. That is so true. 
this strength and this power that you and I have to have as individuals to fight this battle comes from God and, and Him alone. Right. Amen. We're not going to get it nowhere else. Right. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm glad He sent the Holy Spirit, ain't you? Huh? We preached on that the other day. I'm so thankful, huh, that He sent the Holy Spirit to abide with us. Yes. Amen. As we journey this life. Praise God. The weapons that God has provided for us. Amen. There are seven things here that he has given us. Truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer. <laughs> Amen. Take up all the armor and weapons because they all work together. Don't go into battle half prepared. Amen. Let's take a look here at these weapons that we have. I mean, I've got to find out where I left off here. <clears throat> Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand there for, <laughs> man. You got to stand up in this thing, man. Right. And stand there for having your loins girded about the truth. Amen. There's number one. And you know, uh, me and another pastor was talking, and we was talking about the church. He's been around all other churches, preaching and, 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 and in them, held revivals in them, and everything. And we got to talking, and and he said, Mark, he said, you know. You wouldn't believe really what's out there today uh, in the churches. He said they're weak. He said there's no conviction. He said that there's no, he said it's just so different. It's so different than the church that we was raised and born in. Raised up in, and we was born in the church and raised up in the church. It's changed so much. Huh? There's no really no, and I thought about that. And I said, you know, there's, I, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this scripture. That's true. There's no spiritual power. Huh? It's available, but people's not grabbing it. Like the church of yesteryear. Listen to me. My friend, I heard the stories. My dad told me the stories. Huh? That they would shout, my friend. They would run the house. Huh? And they would just praise God. They didn't care who thought or what's around and what people thought about them. They had spiritual victory in their heart. They couldn't wait to get to church to testify, to tell what God done for them. Right. And they fought the battle, the spiritual battle, all week. Huh? Amen. But God give them the victory. Yes, sir. Huh? Sometimes the preachers, huh, they just sit back and let it go. He never got to preach. <laughs> Those are the services of God. Right. Amen. These men, these women, I knew some of them, my friend. I tell you, and when you got around them, they didn't even have to say anything. It was just their presence yes. that gave you strength. Right. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
truth. I'm going to try to read these and then I preach maybe on here. Truth. The truth is, or I'm sorry, the truth is the very first one. This was a belt that ran around the loins, the waist. It was the, and the lower back and, and the stomach. And it went down to the hips. This was the belt that the soldier wore. Amen. And they say that that belt, <clears throat> some commentaries say that they used it to buckle on the other armor. Huh? And they said that uh, it was also used as a support for the back. Now remember, you're fighting. You're getting ready to fight in these battles. It ain't like they are today. How you can't shoot something down 250 miles away, 500 miles away from a ship or a plane. But this is hand-to-hand -hand combat, face-to-face. -face. That's how they fought in Bible times. But this, this uh, belt, my friend, it wrapped around there. And it was a support for the back to strengthen their back as they were fighting. And it also, my friend, was that there was a sheath <laughs> for the sword that hooked onto that belt. It was right there. Huh? Praise God. What is truth? Amen. What is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The gospel is true, and that's what changed our lives. And it is that truth that we hold on to that keeps our spiritual life together. This is the proof we stand on that God has saved us. Yes, sir. Amen. I got blessed. I'm telling you, yesterday I got to thinking about this. And this was the first weapon. This was the first armor that Paul said to put on. And I want to tell you something, church. Listen. Huh? Because the truth is, here's the truth. Huh? We were lost and without God in our lives. Yes, sir. Huh? We were a sinner and our backs towards God. Yes. Huh? And we knew nothing about spiritual things. Right. We were lost in sin and died and going to a devil's hand. That's right. Huh? Because the Bible says those that are not saved are lost huh? and will be eternally punished. Yes. That was you and me in this lost estate. Huh? But thank God we heard the gospel. We heard about Christ and his redeeming, changing power. Huh? And we believed it. Huh? And something happened to us. Amen. We were changed, my right. friend. Huh? And we were made new creatures in Christ. Yes. Listen. Huh? And I'll tell you what, my friend, that great truth was evidence to us. Yes. Huh? There was evidence in our faith. Huh? Praise, God. Praise God. And that's why Paul said, hey, Regardless of what happened, put on that belt, my friend, and it'll hold your life yes, together. Sir. Because the devil, like God has said, cannot take that away. Right. It's evidence and proof that we've been born again right. and a child of God. 
So you take the truth and you strap it on when you go to battle with the devil. Amen. Amen. He's not going to take that away. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, The belt was very important. The belt of truth. Amen. And righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. And the breastplate covered the chest and protected all the vital organs. When we believe in the, when we believe, when we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our old sinful life was put to death by a spiritual baptism, and we walk in newness of life. And God declared us righteousness by faith. Amen. So listen, when we were saved and born again of the Spirit, huh? it was by our faith. And then what did God do? He clothed us in righteousness. He clothed us in His righteousness. This is my child. (laughs) He's mine. He's been redeemed by my Son. Therefore, He's a righteous person. Put that righteousness on. Amen. Amen. Cover all those vital organs up. Cover it up. Because the enemy, my friend, he's going to try to stab you and cut you where your vital organs is at. So keep that righteousness wrapped around your chest and around your body so we can get to you. Amen. I know i got to hurry. And the gospel of peace. Let me back over here. I'm getting the notes. He said here, and above all, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. <laughs> How this? I tell you, this gets better and better. As we go down through the list, praise God. Listen, my friend, those, those soldiers wore those leather sandals. And those leather boots or whatever they had, my friend. And they said that the soles on the bottom of those sandals were made special for them. Huh? They were real thick and real made out of leather. Huh? And they was like that so they would not step on thorns or thistles or sharp rocks and things like this. Because if you get your foot cut or both of your feet cut, it's hard to stand and fight. Huh? It's hard to stand up and fight when your feet are injured. Huh? I want to tell you something. Praise God. I'm glad that God give us his peace. Huh? He give us his peace that passes all understanding. Huh? He give us this peace for strength. Huh? And this peace, this gospel that we have in our heart, as we, listen to me, as we journey this life, my friend, there's all kinds of things that happen that are not good. Huh? We go through trials and temptations huh? and tribulations and sickness and all these things and betrayal huh, from people. 
but it don't matter what happens, we still have the peace of God. Yes. That passes all others. God give us that peace for strength. He's there. He gives us that peace. We have that peace. And he says, I'm with you. I'm with you through this. It's hard. I understand. But I'm with you. I'll comfort you. I'll take you through it. Amen. 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 Praise God. The gospel of peace. I'll tell you about another thing about the gospel. You and I are to carry it and be a witness to this lost and dying world. Right. Amen. We're to tell people about Jesus and his great love for them. Huh? And we'll carry, listen, and when we carry that gospel of peace, we'll carry it through terrain that's not comfortable. You're going against, huh, family and friends, huh? You're going against the things that people are. I mean, you, you tell them that Jesus loves them and you start explaining the gospel, huh? Sometimes they get a little offended because right. they're living in sin. Right. They don't want to change their lives. Right. Huh? They're, they're having a good time. They feel good where they're at. Right. But when you bring the gospel, it offends them a little bit. Huh? Yes, but we still got to wear those gospel shoes and take it to men. Especially when the Spirit leads. Yes. You don't have no choice. You just go right, whatever, however the train is, however tough it is, however high it is, huh, or rough, we still got to take that train. Right. Because Jesus said, you're a witness to him. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Now listen, above all, take faith. This is something, huh? The Bible said that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Huh? Faith, my friend, is what holds us all together. Yes. We have to believe God and trust in Him. Right. Huh? Because this spiritual battle is beyond you and I. Huh? We cannot, there's no way we can win it. No. I don't care how much you, you, you read theology books, huh? And go through, listen, my friend. There's those drug addicts and those alcoholics, my friend, that go through all the, the meetings and everything, huh? And, and, and that's a good thing. I'm not knocking it, huh? And they go through all those steps and they do all the psychology stuff that's written in the books and what the psychologists tell them, huh? But yet, my friend, there's still something there that don't deliver them from out of it. I know I got a friend that's been helping them, helping these drug addicts. Huh? Some of them's coming out of it. Huh? My friend's a good Christian man, and he's helping them. Huh? He's giving the gospel to them. He's witnessing to them. They've never seen a life like his before, and some of them's getting help. But some of them fall back off the wagon. Huh? 
This is beyond human power. That's where the gospel and the spirit steps in uh, to deliver man from his sin. Amen. Faith. Faith. You have to have it. You have to believe God. You have to trust in Him. I've heard the stories down through the years, my friend. I remember, uh, I can't even, you might remember this story, but I uh, can't think of what his name is now. But anyway, he's a great man of God, running orphanage, huh? And, and his, uh, the lady that attended the children there, she come in uh, to his office and she said, Brother so-and-so, we don't have any food to feed these children. Huh? There's just not enough soup and enough crackers and enough food to feed them. He said, she said we might have one bowl, maybe half a bowl or whatever it was. You know what he done? He said, go ahead and set the table. <laughs> Prepare the table, listen. Huh? And I'm going to go in here and I'm going to pray. In other words, this is his faith in God. Huh? That's faith. Huh? Then he trusted God. And he said, that she got all those little children together and all the bowls and plates were set in place. Huh? And she said, huh? she had that big pot of soup huh? and there was just a little bit inside there. And she took that ladle and she dipped it in there and put it in that first bowl. Huh? Wasn't enough to fill it up, but maybe enough for that child. I can't remember the story, but the punchline I know. Anyway, and she went to the next one Huh? And dipped a little bit in there, and the bowl started filling up. Huh? And she went to the next child, huh? And took a little dip, and the next bowl filled up. Huh? Hallelujah! Before you know it, there was plenty of food. Why is that? Because there was a man of God that had faith in God and trusted in God. They ate and were full. That's the work of God. Amen. The shield of faith huh, is a necessary weapon that we need. Why is that? Because the devil is shooting those fiery arrows. Right. <laughs> He's shooting them at our soul today. He's shooting them at our faith. Huh? He's shooting them at our weakness. He's shooting these arrows. To destroy us. To kill us spiritually. Amen. And that shield of faith. Was to deflect those arrows. I was watching a movie one time. I don't know what it was. It was back in the barbaric times. And it showed them guys. That uh, they were all lined up. And here come all them arrows. Across the. You can see all them arrows. It was wild. They were flying across the sky. And they all hunkered down like this. And they took that shield and put it right above their head. And when they was done, after the arrows flew, that shield was full of arrows. <laughs> and they got up and they stood up. And they were all like, thank God for the shield of faith. Huh? Some of those arrows were fiery. Huh? A lot of those swords, or swords, a lot of those shields were made out of wood. So they would catch fire and burn up. Some of those arrows had poison on the tip of them. Huh? And when the poison got to you, or the goat went in you, 
if it never struck you in a vital place, if it struck you in the leg or anywhere else in the hand, the poison got in the bloodstream system. In the bloodstream, it killed you. That's what the devil wants. He ain't nothing but poison himself. He wants to poison our spiritual life. He wants to poison our spiritual life. Amen. We'll get down in this armor. And helmet of salvation. The helmet protects the head and the brain. And it is and the brain, as we know, is the control center of the body. And this means to hold fast a man to the knowledge of salvation. <laughs> that uh, you have been saved in Jesus Christ <coughs> Jesus Christ and that your uh, process of salvation is alive and working in you as we walk with Christ we grow in ways of the salvation he has given us so in other words huh, this helmet huh, of salvation is keeping all the work that God has done for us and keeping his word on our heart or on our mind. We've got to be thinking. I want to tell you, I want to preach sometime about the mind. <laughs> it's, uh, the mind, huh? See, Satan works on our mind. It's where he works at, huh? He because the mind is always thinking, huh? And our eyes are always looking, and our thoughts are always wandering. Huh? This is going on even when we're asleep. I didn't think about that until I read about it. But our thoughts and our things are going on while we sleep. But hallelujah. Keep on this helmet of salvation. Huh? Keep God's word in your head, in your mind. Remember it. Quote it. Know it. And know what it says. And it'll help you. Huh? In the time of battle. Then, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. <clears throat> the Spirit is not the sword. The Word is the sword. The Spirit uses the sword, the Word of God, to cut down the devil when he comes after us at our weakest point. Like he did Jesus in the wilderness. And Jesus had fasted. I already told that for 40 days and was hungry. <clears throat> Amen. And teaching us, <clears throat> excuse me. I got off the record, but anyway. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, huh? Which is the Word of God. Amen. The sword was the only offensive weapon that the soldier had. Everything else was defense and to protect. And I'll tell you another thing while we're on this armor. They had nothing in the back. <laughs> the back was open and bare. There was no covering on the back. You know why that is? It's a metaphor for you and me. 
huh? We're to stand and face the enemy and fight this thing. <laughs> We're to stand bold and with courage and fight the devil with the weapon that God has provided us with. We're to face the enemy and take him on because our God is powerful in him. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who, in other words, who can fight against God? Amen. Join Aaron over to Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. <laughs> the heroes of faith, my friend, done wonderful things. Huh? Because God was with them. Amen. I tell you what. When Jesus was in the wilderness with Satan being tempted, Satan used the word of God. <laughs> Satan had a sword too, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he swung it a little bit. But see, Satan uses the things of God and twists them and turns them around huh, to get people off track. Huh? But I'll tell you what, Jesus used the sword and he pulled it out and he told him the scripture. He told him the word of God. Huh? No one is to so widely to worship God only. Huh? And then we're not to tip God. I'm not going to jump off this temple huh, and fall down to my death because you're telling me that an angel will come and rescue me. We're not God, not tempting God. Because the Bible says not to tempt him. Right. Huh? Mm -hmm. Least I dash thy foot against the sound. And I'm done. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to quit. And the last one here is prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. Prayer. Huh? I tell you, prayer is the key to all of this. My friend, I want to tell you, prayer changes things. Yes. It changes the heart of God. It changes. We have scripture and stories. That God's heart changed because of prayer. Moses said, just blot my name out. If you're going to kill these people and wipe them out, just go ahead and blot me out of your book. God changed his mind. Changed his heart. And let the Israelites stay and live. Amen. Prayer is the key. And I know I need to do more of it. But when you pray, my friend, open your heart up to God. Huh? Open your heart up. God already knows what you're going to say. He already knows the situation that you're in. Huh? But he wants to hear your prayers. Huh? He wants to hear you communicate with him. That's what prayer is. Communicating with God. Right. Amen. He said here, let me read you this. I can find it. I'm going to read this about real quick. I might not even have it. <laughs> I usually don't go off of my notes. That's probably why I'm kind of off. Prayer. There are all kinds of prayer. There's uh, public prayer, there's family prayer, 
There's closet prayer, etc. Prayer always and in all, pray always and in all things. Prayer has the power to change things. Now, I know I said this. Prayer is what keeps things all together, and it buckles all the armor uh, on to keep us ready for the spiritual battle. Prayer can change the heart of God. I said that. Prayer is a powerful weapon, and we should pray at all times. Every issue that comes up, every problem we face, every blessing we receive should be uh, thought uh, to the Lord, uh, and every thought to the Lord in prayer. We give thanks to Him for His intercession. And his intervention in our lives. We bring all our concerns to him for help, guidance, and resolution. And we take heart knowing that he hears our prayers and answers our prayers. When we pray, we speak to God about the things that are on our mind, whatever they may be. Amen. Think of the prayers just this week. God has answered for you. Amen. Prayers that are that prayers that were prayed that were on our hearts. And I think about John and how God answered his prayer here. We've been praying for that for a while now. That the end church would pay for it. Well, the end church didn't pay for it. Huh? And, and I tell you, they aggravate me sometimes. Some of the things I hear. You know, they don't want to pay for nothing. They want your money. They want you to pay your premiums and take it out of your check. But when it's time for them to pay, they won't do it. It aggravates me. But that's another thing. But the insurance says, nope, we're not doing it. The pharmaceutical company said, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll pay for it. Now, I don't care what, well, I shouldn't say that. That's not what I want to Regardless of what you think, God was in that. Yes, sir. I know he was. When Teresa told me that, I said, thank God, and the tears rolled down my face. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you for answering prayer. Right. Huh? For this prayer that we prayed for John. And now, we're praying, John, huh, that it'll work. Right. I feel good about it. I don't know why I just do. Huh? But I'm going to keep praying, as I always did, that God's hand would be upon it. Right. Amen. So, church, I'm going to stop now. I'm done. I know I, know I went too long. I just want to tell you this. And you know it, that there's a spiritual battle going on for our spiritual lives. But God has provided us for armor for all we need to keep the victory. I want to keep the victory in this life, don't you? Yes, I want to walk with God. Huh? I want to be with Him regardless of the circumstances that I go, go through in life. I want His presence. I want His, His covering over my life. Huh? Because I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's where the joy and the peace is at. Huh? Knowing that God's with us, that he's never left us, nor forsake us. 
we will never do these things. What the story said, <laughs> there's victory in Jesus. Right. I heard an old, old story how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. And then I heard about his groaning, his suffering, and his precious blood atoning. And then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Hallelujah. I have the victory this morning, my friend. And I plan on keeping it because I'm going to put on the armor of God and take it through this life. The devil fights me, he's fighting me. He don't want this type of preaching. There's a lot of things he don't like. He's not in control of it. God is. Amen. The Lord is. Praise God.